Hey, Denise. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To This Week, the weekly podcast where we talk about our favorite songs, some old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by clinical researcher, photographer, world traveler, adventure seeker, and all-around music lover, Denise Bonet. Also, did you know that now on Spotify, you can listen to the show with the songs we discuss incorporated? Just search for What Are You Listening To With Music? If you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Denise, what are you listening to this week? Hey, Jen. I'm listening to uh, Grateful by Drew V. And this is a song that popped up on my Spotify on my drive back from Big Ben this weekend. And it was really... Uh, a great song actually to pop up. Uh, I ended up saving it on my Spotify at some point in time, but for some reason I couldn't remember saving it. But the message was just really nice. It was just going in and talking about uh, the kind of struggles that you go through in life and how in those moments you're very clouded by sometimes negativity or the frustrations and you can't necessarily see where you're going. And then in the end, it's you find yourself out of these clouds and you can see everything so much more clearly. And then you say, oh, okay, I understand why I went through that journey. And it's about expressing gratitude and being like, wow, I'm really grateful to actually see life and see the world for what it is. But um, mm -hmm. So true and such a good song. This was not an artist I was familiar with, nor a song that I'd heard. And so I, first off, I love that whenever guests bring something new that I've never heard before. And when I was looking at like doing a little bit more of a deep dive into, is it Druve or Druvy? Do you know? I'm back and forth on that too. I think okay. it's Druvy, but I, I, I could I be was, wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I have, um, I'm not sure. So Druv, Druvy, apologies if we're mispronouncing your name. <laughs> um, but I too loved everything that this song spoke about. I loved its message. And this artist was actually just on tour with Joji, who we featured a few episodes back. We featured a Joji song called Glimpse of Us on the Louise Guedes episode. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's cool that these two are kind of associated. I always love to see the through line between either, you know, everybody's picks in a particular episode or sort of how they intertwine. And so I was excited to see that. Um, and then just learning that he kind of caught on on TikTok, this artist, um, Dhruv, and he's Indian born, but a Singaporean American attended university at Yale. Um, so obviously a smart fellow. Um, and when I looked at the genre, it was interesting. They said his music was devotional slash Indian folk. And so I was like, huh, what's it going to sound like? You know, what's this going to be like? And when I got into it, I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. And I thought it was such a strong message regarding gratitude. And I'm so here for that. I feel like gratitude offers just the gift of perspective, you know, if nothing else, it feels good to be grateful. And, and I think it does put you in the right mindset, like you said. Um, I also felt like this song was kind of like a meditation on slowing down. Did you get that at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I did. And 
it was really interesting because I had been thinking and really reflecting on my drive. And then when I played this song, it was the first one to come up and it just happened to sync up with my thoughts. And it just, it really resonated with me. It just kind of hit me at my core and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I'm going through. And it is a very um, melodic sound. That's the other thing that I really appreciate about the note yes. is that he, he plays like the guitar and it sounds like there's some reverb, but it really accentuates some of these very light, simplistic notes. So you really just feel the notes a bit more, uh, which I really love. I completely agree. And I, you know, I, again, I, I got a joke the other day from one of my friends who's a regular listener and they said, I'm going to start, um, counting down how long it takes you in each episode to start talking about lyrics because I always bring it up. <laughs> There's a, yeah. not a show that goes by, but for this one, if you don't listen to any of the other lyrics and any of the other songs, for sure, read through these. I think that they are so beautiful and so powerful. And, you know, he had, he has a line that says, um, but I say whoever wrote this story crafted one hell of an arc the bits of me I couldn't stand are my favorite parts. And I was like, Ooh, I yeah. love that. That's such a, again, just like such a meditation on sometimes these things that we think are so ugly or our character flaws are really kind of the richest parts of ourselves. Um, and once we learn to be grateful for those things, um, that's when I really think that we kind of blossom into our talent or our passion or utilizing our gifts. Um, so I love that. Um, so I definitely think this is one where where lyrics are key. So for sure, give the lyrics to this one a read. Yeah, that process of self-acceptance and compassion, because in those moments where you're fighting to get through a situation, sometimes you're really rough on yourself and you don't always provide yourself enough um, yeah, compassion or love in that situation. And you don't allow yourself to say, I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm going to continue to grow from this and I will get through this one way or another. And there's always, there's always a positive in the negative and sometimes just accepting the negative and then eventually taking a step back and saying, okay, but this is the positive that I got out of it. Even if it's a very minute thing, you can still learn so much from that. I completely agree. And I often have to remind myself, you know, to to try and give myself some of the grace and compassion that I really generously give to others. Isn't it funny that, you know, we'll give it yeah. away freely, but it's really hard to, to self-apply. So love this mm -hmm. song for so many reasons. Um, and just the message behind it was perfect to me. I think it is. And that's whenever I was like, yes, devotional. I can see that now, not in the religious way, but just sort of like devoting and committing to take time for yourself and take time to be grateful. So did love mm -hmm. this song for that reason. Well, tell me about your second pick, Denise. Mm -hmm. uh, you Sang to Me by Mark Anthony. So I grew up with Mark Anthony. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. And so I grew up with salsa, merengue, bachata. And Mark Anthony was a staple in our household. And he is such a poetic artist. He's won a bunch of different Grammys and so many different awards and for good reason. Uh, this song in particular, every time I hear it, it just, it sings to my heart. And I think a lot of it, for me anyway, it resonates with the whole emotion of, of love and discovering love either for the first time with an individual or it could be, you know, in a spiritual or religion 
aspect like to God or the universe or the creator and that spark of love for the first time or even I guess you can actually look at it from a, a more advanced stage of love too because love it's like you go through those different phases of puppy love and then it begins to mature over time and as it matures over time and you get into those new phases it's like oh wow this is this is amazing this is like a whole new level that I haven't experienced yet and I really I really appreciate the way that Mark sings about that process and how life just seems to open up for him once he experiences love and sees it within this other person or you know you can always apply it to yourself like oh wow like I'm in love with this new version of myself who I'm discovering and unveiling so yeah definitely it definitely sings very uh very much to my heart Oh, I love that. And I think you did such a good job describing um, how layered this song is, you know, and, and how you can take so many different meanings from it. I think sometimes when you get a beautiful love ballad, people just think like, oh, sweet love song. And I think in just, you know, a simple like minute explanation, you've made this song so much more than that. And I was not super familiar with Mark Anthony's music. I had heard this song because it appeared in the movie Runaway Bride a hundred years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And so I remembered it from that. Um, and then I kind of like started digging around and I didn't realize how much of his catalog is actually in Spanish. He primarily mm -hmm. speaking, sings in Spanish. Am I, am I right about that? I, he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he has some, that whole Mark Anthony album that this song is on, I believe is English language, but he he has so many um, Spanish language songs and I think is maybe one of the like top selling salsa artists of all time. I mean, like yeah. there, I think like, and he's played with all it like Tito Puente he's played with before. I mean, I didn't realize what an accomplished musician he was and sort of what um, a a giant he is, especially in um, Spanish, lang Spanish language music. Yeah. Yeah. And this song is actually from one of the first English albums that he released. And I think another reason why it might resonate with me is that it was released on my birthday, oh. <laughs> February 20th. And so I was like, oh, maybe that's why it's also hitting me so deeply. But yeah, that was one of the first ones that he released. But a lot of them are primarily in Spanish. And I think what also makes him such a great artist is not that he with every genre, you know that there's going to be a certain melody or a certain beat or certain instruments that are played. And what's not so, that's very evident. But what I love about Mark Anthony is that he seems to incorporate a lot of other musical pieces. So he'll in include like more orchestral pieces like violin or the cello or he'll bring a choir in. And he incorporates a lot of those unique instruments from other genres into his music and it, it just, it really heightens the emotions. It heightens the words in the lyrics much more. And so for me, like, I, I can feel that much more uh, in that sense. But I think he's very good with touching into emotion and expressing it through his lyrics and songs. Yeah. I agree. And I, the musical, the, the instrumentation in this song is very pretty. It's got a really pretty melody. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also think he brings some accordion into this song too, kind of towards the end, oh, which 
was an interesting song. And again, just being here in Texas and, you know, being familiar with so much of like, you know, early country music and things like that. So much mariachi is incorporated that I'm super familiar with a lot of like the old like polka or mariachi sounds. And so I was really happy um, to kind of hear that instrumentation as well. Like he really did bring in a very full, rich sound to back this like beautiful love song. Yeah. And, and I think that adds on to that layer of, you know, love is not just one thing. It's not just one sound. It's not just one word. It, it's very multidimensional. And through songs, when artists do it correctly, you can really tap into that multidimensional feeling. And yeah, and if you want to get into it even more like on a psychological basis too, it just taps into that spiritual psychological aspect as well. So I think he does that very well with a lot of his music. So true. So true. Well, moving on to my two picks this week, I chose a song for my first pick called A Balanced Tong Kwa by Anjali. Yes. Had you heard this song? Were you familiar with this song at all? I hadn't heard it, but I was really excited that you brought a French song in. Um, There were a few songs that I was debating picking, but they were from different languages. So I was like, oh, I don't know if that'll be a good start. (laughs) But I I love that you had picked this song because I I have playlists that are in uh, just a bunch of different languages and it's called Lost in Translation because I don't know what the words are, but I love the songs that are, or, you know, the, the techniques that they're using in the music. I do too. And for me, I've been trying to incorporate more foreign language songs just into my personal listening because I am trying this exercise of detaching from the lyrics a little bit. You know, it's been funny. It's like I said, it's, it comes up every show. It's always been important to me. I'll never stop caring about lyrics because it's one of the reasons I love music. However, um, I've been able to incorporate some of these foreign language songs and just listen to them and enjoy them. And then usually, you know, curiosity killed the cat. That's me. Um, I jump in and will look at a translation, you know, just to see what they mean. But it's so interesting for me as a lover of music to listen and see if the feeling I'm getting from the song matches up with the translation of the lyrics, you know, and this one was interesting. Um, Anjali is a Belgian artist. She's, yes, obviously singing in French. Um, and I first saw and heard this song during the um, the COVID relief telethon, the One World Together at Home telethon that Lady Gaga put on at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. She was one of the featured artists. And so I um, was really like blown away when I saw her. She actually performed this song and I was like, I love this song. And then when I dug around into what it's about, it's really about female empowerment. The play It's a play on words for the French phrase for the Me Too movement. And so it's really about like, um, you know, encouraging women to call out and denounce men behaving in a sexist manner. So I was like, oh, well, that's interesting because it sounds kind of like bouncy and dancey. And one of the things that I love about this song from the first time I heard it, you know, 
France is one of my favorite places. I, I love Paris. I love visiting there. Um, and this just reminds me of like sitting with one of my like civic minded girlfriends in a cafe in France <laughs> talking about the world, <laughs> you know, like every time I put it on that, I just like, it takes me there. And I love that. Again, we talked about this a little bit, you know, with the Mark Anthony song, like I love the way that music can just transport you to a time and place or a memory or a feeling or um, a past friend, you know, a relationship, whatever. I love music's ability to do that. And this one always just, that's exactly where I'm. I can close my eyes and like smell the croissants. <laughs> I love that. And, and it's true. I mean, sometimes you could just close your eyes and listen to the music and you don't necessarily have to understand what the lyrics are, but you can get an understanding of what the tone of the lyrics are. Now, I'm not going to say that translates completely because I'm thinking of a song from back in the day. I, I can't remember the artist, but um, let me see. It's like Throwback Kicks or something. And it's a very upbeat, poppy song, but the lyrics are pretty dark. It's actually about... Oh, I think you might be talking about Pumped Up Kicks. Pumped Up Kicks, yeah. yeah by Foster the People, right, about a school shooting. Yeah. And Taylor Swift had done a rendition on it, and it was very upbeat and playful and I remember somebody that I knew was saying like, oh, no, but that can't be it because Taylor Swift doesn't sing about stuff like that. I'm like, you have to look at the lyrics. You can't just listen to the music. And so that was just like a, a side note of, yeah, you can connect to the music and sometimes the lyrics will resonate to it. But, you know, there are exceptions. So. Yeah, and I love that. And I love that all artists, but I especially love that female artists too are feeling empowered to sing about things that, you know, traditionally people are like, oh no, you're a female artist. You can't sing about that. Or, oh, this is your image. You can't sing about that. And like, you know, again, how great that that Anjali has taken her platform and sung about this really important, you know, movement that's happening right now that's empowering women to speak up and to share their stories and to not tolerate behavior that maybe we sort of grew up hearing, you kind of have to tolerate it, you know? So I really love that a lot of artists are kind of jumping in and using their platform and using their talent to, to say things. And that doesn't mean too, that there's not a place for just like super fun, dancey music we're about to get there but yeah. <laughs> there's also a place for you know for people saying what they believe and what moves them and and using their platform for more than just entertainment I think so I'm really happy that that's happening and it's been happening in music forever you know but I love that it's happening right now as well so that takes us in to my second song which is called The Loneliest Time by Carly Rae Jepsen and Rufus Wainwright so this album, boy, oh boy, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen is one of those artists that I think she's great. She can write a song that is catchy, that sticks with you. I mean, I still, if I hear Call Me Maybe, like we'll turn it up and enjoy, you know, and that song's been played to death. Um, but unfortunately, I will go ahead and stick with unfortunately there. I think it's a proper use this time. Um, she released her new album against Taylor Swift's Midnight's album. So uh, that's hard. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you compete with that. So I've been trying to give this album some love. I've been giving the Taylor Swift album a lot of love. Um, and this one's really good too. It's super, the whole album's, you know, pretty dancey. Um, this song 
is really a disco song. I mean, I know that that is an old kind of outdated genre, but I really, I don't think that there's a way to escape calling this a disco song. And that's definitely not the genre I usually think of when I think of Rufus Wainwright. (laughs) And I loved, I loved it. And I, I would never would have thought to put her voice with his and their voices together were amazing. It was like um, one of my very first episodes I recorded with uh, Matt, the co-host of Super Awesome Mix. And we were talking about a movie called Echoes in the Canyon Uh about the Laurel Canyon sound. And there was a great duet, several of them actually, um, by Jacob Dylan and Nora Jones to other artists that I would have never put them together and their voices together were magic. I really felt this, that same kind of magic between Carly Rae Jepsen and Rufus Wainwright here. Um, what did what did you think of this song? Were you familiar with this one? No, this was the first time I had heard it and I had really liked it as well too. And, and disco, I mean, for me, never really goes out of style, but <laughs> <laughs> kind of going back to that previous note of what we were talking about with Mark Anthony and incorporating different styles of music or or instruments from other genre I think it's important to eventually collide some of the different genres because then you begin to create new things and you add on to different elements and things that you would never think would complement one another actually can in a very vibrant way it's almost like cooking you know you just throw in a bunch of spices and ingredients and you can create something completely new so I, I did like that she's doing it yeah, me too. And I and I hope too, like that this song, you know, if listeners give it a shot and they've not heard or they've not gone to listen to the album, the album, this is the title track that the album's also called The Loneliest Time. Um, I hope this encourages folks to take a deep dive actually into both of their catalogs. You know, if you're not familiar with Rufus Wainwright, he comes from a long line of musicians. Loudon Wainwright III is his dad. Um, his sister is Martha Wainwright. Um, he's got a half sister um, named Lucy Wainwright Roach, and we fe- featured a Roach's song um, by her mom on one of our earlier episodes too. So yeah, the Wainwrights provide a ton of uh, of different styles and um, and musical stylings, if you will, um, typically in the folk genre-ish. But um, yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen and Rufus Wainwright and all of the Wainwrights are worth, you know, falling into a rabbit hole if you have some downtime this Thanksgiving week. Um, Definitely dig a little deeper on both of those artists. There's some great stuff there. Yeah. And what was your take on the lyrics? Um, You know what, on that one, I think so like just dancey and fun that I didn't pay a whole lot of attention this time to the lyrics <laughs> other than just loving them, you know, like mm-hmm. I just love that it's such a fun song and she's got this great like, you know, talking part at the end where and I'm always interested when artists choose to do that when they choose to sort of speak lyrics rather than sing them. Um, I think it's got to be so hard to do. And she like she handles it beautifully. And I think it's a really fun part of the song. Um, yeah, I loved it. I love this one. And and again, lyrics are not super deep, but they're super fun. And you won't even care because you're going to have so much fun dancing to this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Denise, thanks so much for sharing what you're listening to this week. And to check out some of Denise's amazing photographer from her travels, you can follow her on Instagram at I-D-E-A-S-S-Y-N. I'm going to go ahead and spell that one more time for you. That's at I-D-E-A-S-S-Y-N. 
And while you're there, be sure to follow all things Super Awesome Mix on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. And to our listeners, please join me again next week to find your new favorite.